I did uh, two political panels on last Thursday at Bryant University and last Friday at the Mohegan Sun. And those of you that follow me, uh, you know, online on my, you know, various social media outlets uh, know that I was uh, the only female and one of only two liberals on the panel. However, one of the Republicans and I agree on a couple of things, and I thought it would be fun to have him on. He and I had some incredibly great talks inside the limo, as we say. Uh, Former congressman, U.S. congressman, author of Harvard Hates America, and a conservative pundit and political commentator who's also a host on the weekends on Fox News Channel, Congressman John Leboutier. Congressman. Thank you. Although you yelled at me the other day, and you said, John, Leslie, please, John. Yeah. Uh, but I can't do it. I can't. You've, ear- you've earned with people's uh, votes that title for forever. Uh, Co- Congressman, you and I agree that the Republican Party is a mess and you're a Republican. I'm a Democrat. You and I agree that Donald Trump is not the guy to lead this country, nor to, should be the Republican nominee, nor do you think he will be the Republican nominee. And, and you pretty much feel that way about uh, Ted Cruz as well, correct? Uh, hello, Leslie. Uh, we had the best time in the limo. <laughs> the limo went from here to Los Angeles and back. It was the longest damn thing I've ever seen. That <laughs> we were we were on some sort of banquet seating in there and had the best time. And it was great to get to know you. And you're a wonderful person. And um, I'm honored to be on your show. Now, I agree. Yes, tr- I don't think Trump. Uh, should be or will be the nominee. I'm not so sure about Cruz. Um, he might be the nominee. He's gaming the system very well, very smartly. He's a very smart and relentless politician, much smarter than Trump when it comes to, you know, um, the details of how to do this thing. Trump is a big-picture guy, and he's been very smart also uh, in propelling himself forward, Trump has, but He's accumulated so much negativity around it that that's going to take him down. Cruz is a different animal altogether. Okay, so I want to talk about a few things, if you don't mind, because we did chat about this in the limo. But, you know, one of the things you said, and you also said it actually, I think, um, you know, either Thursday or Friday or both, is you don't feel the next president. We don't we haven't even seen the next president yet. That's your opinion, correct? Yeah, I keep saying it on the show that next president of the United States is not yet in this race. And I'm not saying he or she will be a Republican or Democrat or an independent. I don't know. But I just know with these five candidates, there's a yawning, gigantic vacuum waiting to be filled, and none of them are filling it. When we look at that possibility, what about people that say Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan said, look, I'm not going to run. Paul Ryan said he wasn't going to be House Speaker. And some would say that there's just no way uh, between now and the summer or even once there's a convention for somebody to get up to speed, if nothing else, with all the proper paperwork that you have to have, even proper paperwork. uh, Well, I'll talk about that the second part. But So what do you say about that? Looking at Paul Ryan. And who do you think it might be, John? I think time is running out for the, this non-candidate to become the candidate. I agree with that because it's April, but there's still a little bit of time. Uh, Paul Ryan um, took himself out, and I don't think he um, is the answer. But uh, he, could, I watched that thing yesterday when he announced he wasn't running and and wouldn't allow himself to be drafted. And there were gigantic holes in there that could he could back out of that and still under extraordinary circumstances, which it would take, in Cleveland, he could be agree to be the nominee if they wanted him. I don't think he's going to be the guy. I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know.
All right. Uh, Congressman, hold on. We're going to take a quick break. Back with uh, Congressman John Laboutier, former U.S. Congressman, author of Harvard Hates America. He's a conservative pundit, a political commentator, and he's a host on Fox News Channel, the Fox News Political Insiders. Uh, on Twitter, follow them at FN Insiders. The website is John Laboot, L-E-B-O-U-T dot com. Back after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall, and the other in that we is Congressman John Laboutelier. Uh, John, I was making you French, so you can call me Leslie Marshall. Uh, from, uh, from, uh, you are French, but I mean, I was really, really Francophile there with the name. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. He, uh, John is a former U.S. congressman, author of Harvard Hates America. He's a conservative pundit, a political commentator, and he is one of the three great hosts on the Fox News Political Insiders on FoxNews.com, uh, Fox News, excuse me, channel on the weekends. Um, John, so we were talking about you don't think that the candidate uh, is there necessarily. Who would that be if you don't think it's a Paul Ryan, if you had to put money or maybe even your choice as a Republican and a former congressman? Well, I don't have a name to give you, but um, there are elected officials that are very attractive that um, could step forward and, and could do it uh, without all the baggage that these guys and gals have accumulated through the last year. And um, by the way, you know, since I saw you last weekend, I've been thinking about this race more in different directions. Trump has made uh, one huge mistake. I don't think he should have run as a Republican. I think he should have run as an independent like Ross Perot did 24 years ago because he would, he would get the same crowds. He'd be rocking the political world, but he wouldn't have um, be in these primaries where, you know, $75 million of negative ads have been run against him. And he's forced himself like a pretzel to take positions that he doesn't believe in, like being pro-life when he's clearly pro-choice. If he were an independent, he could do the same deal but run against both parties. And while the two parties' primaries are going on and everybody's eating each other alive, he could have been sitting off to the side looking above it all. And he could have been, uh, and he could, and he could have been more honest and more true to himself and what he truly believes. Totally. But, that, but then again, using honest and Trump in the same sentence is making me itchy. That's true too. Uh, That's yeah, true too. Uh, t- talking about potential <laughs> candidates, and you did use, I love it, him or her. What about Nikki Haley, governor of South Carolina? She gave the last GOP response to the president's State of the Union. And did well with that too, by the way. Yes, yeah, she did. I, I believe and say that as a Democrat. It's normally a minefield. I mean, it was the beginning of the end of Bobby Jindal. He did terribly on that thing and lied in it about his role in Katrina. Uh, she is a, a tough and good politician, and I, I, I could see her being a major player um, this year somehow on the running on the ticket, consensus candidate if they can't come up with someone. I, I, I could believe it. She, she's good. Um, another one that I, I'm going to be with tomorrow night, I've never seen her in person, is the governor of New Mexico, Susanna Martinez. Now, there's a blue state. She's a Republican, blue state governor, Hispanic female, obviously. That's uh, an interesting combination. And um, She's the main speaker at this Republican dinner I'm going to tomorrow night. I'll be interested to see if she has star appeal. But, but, but Congressman, do you really think the Republican Party is ready to have uh, a woman as president, not vice president, on their ticket and a Hispanic? And you don't have the Hispanic voters behind you on the right. Well, they 
now hold on. Uh, uh, interesting thing. Go to Iowa. Go to the Iowa caucuses. We agree, right? Iowa is like a hundred percent white. That's yeah, state. yeah, ninety-eight <laughs> point something. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at the Republican caucus final votes, sixty-two percent of voters voted for either a Hispanic, black, or a woman. You add up Cruz, Rubio, Carson, and Fiorina, 62%. Uh, and the and, and Ted Cruz is on the verge of being the Republican nominee. He's a Hispanic. No one ever talks about it. But well, nobody ever talks. Uh, nobody talks about it because his real name is Raphael, and he tries to Angle, you know, make himself an Anglican well, more than a Hispanic. Hispanic. I know, but he's. I know he is, but I mean, he, but he, but he hides it. You know what I mean? If he, yeah, well, like Barack Hussein Obama never uses his middle name. He tried to hide that too, but he, everybody tried. No, I, I, wait, Congressman, I disagree with you. Uh, but President yeah, well, Obama even said after nine eleven, it's amazing that a black man with the name Barack Hussein Obama could run and win. <laughs> it is. Well, look, the point is, the point is, no one talks about Cruz being the first Hispanic. Uh, presidential nominee, if he were a Democratic candidate, I think they would. Uh, and I, I think that we shouldn't minimize it. And by the way, as a Republican, I'm happy that we accepted two Hispanic candidates legitimately, and they contended seriously for the thing. I think that's a good sign. Uh, for your party, I actually, I actually would agree with you there. You had talked about, you thought, Donald Trump should run as an independent, should have run as an independent like Ross yeah. Perot did. Do you think that may be the case? Because you and I, we talked about this along with some others um, off of the panel, which is, you know, did did Trump even want this? Was this just like, a, hey, I could run for president over co- cocktails in, you know, one some swanky restaurant or club in Manhattan or at his place in, you know, you know, on, in West Palm Beach? Uh, do you I don't. I don't think he really wanted to be president, that it would get this far. And I think now it's just the beast, that ego of his that needs to be fed. And I I think he would want to stick it to the Republicans if he, even if he doesn't get the magic number, gets close enough, doesn't get the nominee and somebody were to um, threaten, as they're already talking about, a brokered convention. I think he would, in fact, perhaps run as an independent. Do you agree with me? Well, not now. No, I think he can. He's got to circulate petitions in Texas and North Carolina beginning this month, April, in order to get on the ballot, and he's not doing that. Um, and, he, by the way, he should be doing it, and I'll tell you why. He he keeps complaining that the Republican National Committee is being unfair to him, the rules are rigged, the whole thing sucks. Okay, you're a businessman. You brag about your deal-making ability. What's the way to make a deal? Get leverage on the person you're making a deal with. His leverage should be create a third ballot line in all 50 states that he could be on. And if the Republicans screw around with him, he says, okay, fine. You, you broke the pledge, not me. I'm leaving. I'm getting on the ballot. He could do that, but he's not doing it. And he's giving up a chance to have leverage. And if he gets to the convention the way it now goes, he has no way of then running third party. He's either in as the nominee or he's out. And so let me give you this theory, that in his heart of hearts, he wants to be out, that he wants to have this thing seemingly taken from him the way he's talking about now. Oh, the system's rigged against me. In fact, 
he's gotten 37 percent of the vote, but he's got 45 percent of the delegates. So it is not rigged against him at all. The system is helping him as the front runner. But if he ends up with the narrative that he never gets to 1237, he could slink off for the rest of his life and say, they stole it from me. I would have been president. I would have been the greatest president. But they stole it from me. It's a corrupt ripoff. Goes back to Trump Tower, gets a TV deal from NBC, makes more money than ever as a TV host, and lives in his little fantasy of, I was uh, discriminated against. I'm a living martyr, which I think is actually what he wants. I don't disagree with you. They'd like to be a living martyr. But couldn't Trump tell people to write him in or at least write his name in even without him actually being on the ballot in multiple states? Nah, not going to work. I mean, the amount of work it takes to do a write-in candidate campaign. Uh, really of course, tough. I'm talking if he ran as an independent. Yeah, well, you see, but you, you can't be writing in in 50 states. you got to go get on the ballot. And He's not. This is what this is one of the things that went on with Bloomberg. Bloomberg invested a lot of money with my guy Doug Schoen, who I'm on TV with. Doug was running that operation, researching the deadlines and the requirements to get as a third candidate on the ballot in all 50 states. And Bloomberg obviously has the money to do it. Wanted to do it. Figured though he couldn't win. So he didn't do it. But the ballot part is a doable deal. But you have to start now, April. And Trump's not doing it. Uh, you are uh, – you live in New York. You live in Long Island. I won't say where, your home address and all that. But um, you <laughs> represented uh, – uh, what did you say? Great – did you say Great Neck and Queens? I had I – had, well, I had Great Neck. I had Queens. was half my – And Nassau. Queens, New York. And Nassau County. And right. Nassau County. Okay. So you're sitting there in New York. You're a citizen of this great state. You were a congressman for that great state uh, representing uh, the people. And, um, you know, I have to say, I think it's funny. Hillary Clinton's like, you know, my home of New York. We know she's from Chicago, moved to New York and, and was a senator and does live there. Her home is there now. Bernie Sanders is like, my home. I was born in Brooklyn. And people, you know, kind of chuckle and go, yeah, but you left and went to Vermont. Uh, what do you think about this, Congressman? If I were to run, I was simply going to say, I love the song, New York, New York. What do you think? <laughs> well, why not? I mean, <laughs> Trump is from New York. Uh, yeah, uh, Bernie lived here for 18 years. She says she's from New York. If Bloomberg had run, he was the mayor of New York. I mean, it's unbelievable how New York is dominating this thing. It's, it's really amazing when I don't think the rest of the country likes New York. <laughs> or maybe just doesn't understand it. Now, speaking of, I want, I want some predictions here, okay? Donald Trump, yeah. no question, double-digit lead. He's going to take it. And I ask because we've seen double-digit leads, at least on the left with the Democrats, in Michigan, for example, where Hillary had a double-digit mm -hmm. lead uh, for, you know, almost up until the wire and did not win uh, that state. So um, let, let's talk about New York. Donald Trump, double-digit lead. Any question in your mind that Donald, the, the Donald, is going to take New York? No, that's not really the issue. He's going to win the state. He'll get uh, probably over 50%, as the polling has shown, which means he gets the 14 at-large delegates. The other delegates are picked three per each congressional district. There are 27 districts, and they're proportional if someone gets under 50% in each district. And there's a chance that 
Kasich or Cruz could pick up a handful of delegates in New York. I wouldn't rule it out. It's a funny thing. In the Bronx, right, there are no Republicans in the Bronx, none. But there is a Republican district in the Bronx. And it's conceivable, Leslie, that a 1,000 people will vote in that primary. And we don't know what would happen there. I know that Cruz is working those districts, so it's conceivable that he might get a delegate or two or three, you know, here or there, and same with Kasich, possible. Trump's going to have a big day, though. But the Democratic race is the more. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about that next. I mean, Hillary Clinton has a double-digit lead over Bernie. You loved to cite all these stats when we were in the limo about how it's closing in, but she still has a double-digit lead uh, in almost right. all of the polls, and certainly the real clear politics, the RCP average. Um, so, who's going to take New York next week? On well, the Hillary. I, I think it will be closer than double digits. I think Bernie will close it within single digits because there's more passion among his supporters that, than there are among hers. But she's going to win the state, as she should. She's was a sitting senator here for eight years, so she's really got to win the state. If she didn't, if somehow he were to pull that off, she would be in mortal danger politically, I think. But I think she probably will win. She, I can tell you this. She's taking it very seriously. She's working very hard. She's all over the place. She was all over my old district yesterday, everywhere. And she's working hard, so she's not taking it for granted. But he's working hard, too, with this weird little side trip tomorrow night after the CNN debate. He's going to Rome, not Rome, New York, Rome, Italy, for a papal some conference thing on Friday. And then he's flying back over the weekend to keep campaigning in New York. And no one here can understand what in the hell that's all about. I want, I, I, I want to know, too, though, um, if, you, if Hillary takes New York and California, is it over for Bernie? Is she the nominee? And do you think she will be the nominee? Yes. <laughs> you got to laugh right Okay, as a a Republican, you're a Republican, former congressman, um, as a Republican, I mean, but honestly, not polls and everything, in your heart of hearts and with your experience, who, I don't want to say scares you more, who has, polls aside, a better chance of beating Trump and of beating Cruz? And I ask you that because I don't believe the polls say Bernie does because I find him too far left for people that might be Republicans and don't want to stay home and need another candidate to vote for. And I also think for the centrist and moderates who don't affiliate with a Republican or Democratic Party, he's just still too far left. Yeah, I just don't ever look at Bernie and think of him as actually being the Democratic nominee. The polling says he wins bigger than Hillary, I know. But we just really haven't ever gotten to that acceptability threshold where he is the nominee. And I just don't see him being the nominee. Um, so I, I agree. I think Hillary. And then and the general election about Hillary, the way I look at it is look at Obama versus Romney in 2012. And, and you think of the people who voted for Obama. Tell me who voted for Obama who would not vote for Hillary. Okay. I, so what, one, I one last question. I, I can't let, think of one last quickie of- before we go, yeah. uh, Congressman. Okay. Yeah. If Donald Trump or Ted Cruz are on that Republican platform, I know you don't believe they will be, but if either one of them are, 
and Hillary, who you do believe will be on the Democrat, who is our next president. Yep. Don't worry. Thank you. Those are fine words to leave it on, Congressman. <laughs> you know, I'm a Hillary Gallup. Uh, Congressman uh, John, you know I love you. Uh, Congressman John, and I'm not, I won't make a. I won't make him French. Le Boutelier, former congressman, author of Harvard Hates America, conservative pundit and political commentator. Watch him on Fox News Political Insiders on the weekends on Fox News Channel. Follow them on Twitter at FN Insiders. Check out his website, JohnLeBout, L-E-B-O-U-T.com. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. These vagabond shoes.